Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations with some of her favorite people who are talking about the issues that matter most to you. Overcoming Monday is a podcast designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Now let's get started with an introduction to the episode. So Rachel, um, Chelsea Crockett and Nick Hurst came up and ate lunch with us today. They did. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. They're great. Nick worked summer staff with me last year, so that was really fun. Got to know him and then met Chelsea at the Coaching Network, Yes, which was really neat. Right. So Chelsea is a famous YouTuber. And social media, she has all the check marks. Mm -hmm. She has checks. All the checks. Blue checks. (laughs) She is official. Yeah. And she just moved to Atlanta. um, And she's she's still continuing her YouTube videos and um, wrote a book actually called Your Own Beautiful, which is really a cute book. If you look on the inside, it's full color tips. Um, beauty tips, but then also some just fun stuff about yourself, learning about yourself and other people inside. We had a really good conversation today. Talked Mm. about a bunch of different stuff. The Enneagram got mentioned once. Mm, Which you were happy about. Always happy about. Mm -hmm. Um, Online schooling got mentioned. Mm -hmm. Talked about relationships. Yep. So I think that our listeners today will take away just a few tips on how to live in the social I think, yeah. but still be healthy in that. Um, they'll get to know Chelsea a little bit more. If and Nick, he her. pops in right yep. at the end. Mm-hmm. He got so excited in his chair and he was talking from his chair. So we just invited him over to the mic. Yeah. So we had, um, we had a really good time. So listeners, I know that you're going to love to get to know Chelsea Crockett and a little bit Nick Hurst and also Rachel Hips because she was here with me today. So much fun. Yep. So we hope that you find some little secrets to overcome your big Monday. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Hey friends, I'm excited that you're here for another episode of Overcoming Monday, where we give you little secrets for your big breakthrough. And today I have on the podcast with me, Rachel Hips, my hey wonderful friend and I'm assistant. Back. Yeah, she's back. <laughs> she's been in India for a while. Now she's working like crazy here in America. Got to get stuff done. Yep. And Chelsea Crockett. Hello, Chelsea. Hey, you're sitting right across from me, so. (laughs) I know. Well, she um, actually lives in Atlanta now, so she drove all the way up here today to be with us. And if you haven't heard of um, Chelsea before, something's wrong because she's one of the biggest (laughs) names in social media today. Oh gosh, I wouldn't say that. There's a (laughs) lot of people out there. Um, But what you know, uh, one thing that people might know you for is your YouTube channel called Mm -hmm. Beautylicious. Well, it used to be called that when I, I I started the channel um, when I was 13. Mm -hmm. So I love the name Beautylicious Insider for some reason. I think my neighbor and I came up with a name and then I whispered 
my username when I started out my YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've gradually grown up and realized <laughs> that uh, I probably shouldn't be 20 years old whispering my username on the well, what I love is that you did something. It's You don't have to be ashamed of Beautylicious. I think it's awesome. I wish I keep telling my son, Jacob, who's 15 and loves uh, sports. He wants to be a sportscaster, and I told him he needs to just start doing it on YouTube. And yeah. I don't know why he's not, but maybe he's scared he's he going to name he it something. He knows way, like, so many facts about all the different players and mm. all the different games and it's crazy. You could get an audience for that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people who like that. A few more things about you, Chelsea, is that um, when you were 13, you started that. But you've also now been in Seventeen and Teen Vogue and Trend Magazine. And you love to do um, – you like to do a lot of fashion. You like to do a lot of beauty secrets. Your mm-hmm. book is full of – it's a full-color book. Yeah. Full of <laughs> a ton of fun stuff. Um, and their um, wisdom for fashion, wisdom for makeup and stuff. But I think just overall encouraging things for yeah. readers to find. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I love about it. But anyway, Chelsea's here with us today and Rachel's here. And we're just going to talk with Chelsea today about her life and who she is and get to know her because this is the Young and Fun series of Overcoming Monday. And Young and Fun basically means that I wanted to bring in People who are younger than I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're still fun. You're a lot of fun. Thank you. Young and fun people who, um, first of all, are are loving the Lord with their life. And second of all, just are having fun doing it. So, Mm -hmm. yep. um, Because I believe in um, just pouring in and building up um, the younger generation, like the one under me, I would say, I guess. Um, And just making sure that we encourage one another. It's not, nothing's competition. Everything's wonderful with all of us. But Chelsea, if I was going to, if you were going to take three words that best describe you, what would you say that they are? Mm. (laughs) I think you should answer that question first. (laughs) For yourself, not for me. (laughs) You warned me that I would do that. Um, Well, Thankfully, my husband and I had a very long discussion about ourselves this morning and our (laughs) life. So if I were going to describe myself, I would say that um, I am very black and white, Mm -hmm. although I've learned to be more gray um, with kids and just being in ministry and learning how to help people. But I think born out of the womb, (laughs) very black and white person. This is right and this is wrong. Just tell me the right thing to do and I want to do it. Um, that's how I was born. Um, you're wise. I can tell you that. Oh, thank Coming you. From a younger, person, young and fun. slightly yeah. under you. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I'm wise. And, uh, I don't know what the other one would be. Rachel, you're edgy, edgy, edgy. Cause I'm wearing like a leather She's jacket, a green leather jacket. <laughs> so that's Who? like fun and edgy. Yes. She's super fun and super edgy. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about the Enneagram, you would know that Shari is a one, which means that whenever she is enjoying herself and living life and uh, having fun, that she ends up being more of a seven and sevens love to have fun. So Shari is very fun and very edgy. I need a new language. The Enneagram language. Yeah, I don't know oh, anything. You'll have to look that. it up. It's so fun. Yeah. You seem very passionate about it. You've I, talked about it several times. I love it. It's like the thing that I stay up late reading books about right now. 
it's fun. One thing to describe you, Rachel, oh is gosh. that you love the Enneagram. I do love the yes. Enneagram. And you're a one, too. I am a one, which is funny that we work together. You're very yes. organized. Too. Yep, organized. I'd say maybe for myself, driven when I know what I should do and what I want to accomplish in life, I guess. And then I'd say I'm fun, too, mm-hmm. around yeah. the right crowd, I think. Some, some people can be, like, you know, too serious or, mm-hmm. like... And I can be serious a lot, too, when, when the time's right. But I like having fun in, in weird ways sometimes. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like the weird friend out of all of my friends. So mm-hmm. quirky, really, maybe. Yeah, quirky, I guess. Like making styrofoam, or not, tinfoil ball, uh, balls and yeah. <laughs> crunching them with your boyfriend in the hallway, having a fight with tinfoil balls. Yeah, that, I put that on my Instagram story mm-hmm. recently. But... We just made a video that mm-hmm. recently came out, and um, it it was a lot of fun. And but I need to watch days. that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Four days making a tinfoil ball. Uh, what would you say are the biggest things that make you nervous? Does anything make you nervous? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, cute boys, like my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> just kidding. He's he blushing in the he corner. Doesn't make me nervous. <laughs> I mean, he sometimes does, but. Uh, I'd say, like, maybe if I were to, like, speak on a stage, like, sometimes right before I'll get nervous, but then as soon as I'm on the stage, like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've probably experienced that Mm -hmm. at the start, maybe. But also, I think sometimes when I'm, like, planning something and other people are involved and they're not on the same page, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous if this is going to turn out how I see it in my Mm. head. So, I guess those sort of things. Yeah, that's good. So tell us a little bit about your story, maybe like how you got to where you are, and then what are your some of your hopes and dreams for the future? Well, uh, like we were talking about earlier, I started a YouTube channel when I was 13, but growing up, I live I live I lived with my family not anymore they moved to Colorado um, and then my sister lives in Illinois and I'm here in Georgia so we're kind of split up but I grew up in a pretty I guess normal family I don't really know what's normal I guess no one's really normal (laughs) (laughs) yeah we all you know spent a lot of time together uh, had a couple of dogs growing up and um, then I decided that I had like my own passions as I got older I feel like there's like a, kind of, a time that you hit maybe in middle school where you kind of start to realize what you actually like. And mm. and so I got inspired by a woman named Michelle Fawn on YouTube. She doesn't make YouTube videos anymore, but she when she did, they were amazing. I loved costume, makeup, all that sort of stuff. So mm. I started making my own YouTube videos inspired by her. And then throughout the years, like my channel just changed and I'm 20 now. So I've been doing it for seven years and Um, I've had a lot of crazy, different, weird experiences um, throughout that time, but now I guess I'd say that I'm just striving to just steward what I'm doing well Mm -hmm. and then just kind of try to walk closely to Jesus so Mm -hmm. I know where the heck I'm going next (laughs) because it's kind of hard to, I guess, plan things for yourself whenever... I feel yeah. like the Lord knows a lot more about me than I do, <laughs> so that's good. Um, he'll definitely lead me where I'm supposed to go, but 
I, every time someone asks me that question, I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't want to be a doctor or anything. So <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I don't really Steering have. Steering clear of that. Yeah. <laughs> Steering clear of being a lawyer or a doctor, maybe. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, when you started, when you did your YouTube channel, I'm sure that you just kind of started at first, just did videos and uploaded it. I don't know how it started. I don't know how you got that vision, but a lot of people look at YouTube and think, oh, that'd be fun. But I know for sure Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hard work involved. So what would you say are some self-taught skills that you had to learn in order to start doing what you're doing now? I mean, it's really like everything. Everything for me was self-taught because when I started, YouTube was just like on the rise. Like there was not very many people on YouTube. And so... I knew I wanted to make good content, and I was having so much fun doing it. I started on a program called iMovie for Mm -hmm. editing. Mm -hmm. Um, It comes with Mac, but I am in the final cut stages now. I mean, I've been there for a couple years, but I'm probably speaking a foreign language, but those who edit know what I'm saying, and that was definitely something I had to teach myself, Mm -hmm. and I still To use those programs. Yes, I'm still teaching myself how to expand and make things more fun so that people engage in the whole video rather than just like dropping out in the middle Mm -hmm. um keeping people's attention is very difficult in a world that's like drive-through mentality so and how how much equipment have you how much would you say in equipment that you have spent or do you borrow it um (laughs) no i own all of my stuff but i don't know my dad is very into cameras Mm -hmm. So over the years, I didn't even know that he bought like different lenses right. and all that sort of stuff. He just, you know, pulled them out, started shooting pictures of me one time. Mm. I'm like, Dad, where'd you get that lens? Um, but he allowed me to take all of or most of my like gear to Georgia when I moved. And so I don't know. I have like a couple cameras and and mics and editing programs. Mm-hmm. So, but that was good for your dad to be interested in it because probably yeah. if he hadn't been, you would have been like, Dad, I need this. That's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like thousands of dollars into this thing. Yeah. Yeah. For or sure. More. Um, I, I don't know. Probably like 25,000, okay. 30. Wow. Maybe I'm completely off. But <laughs> well, that these kinds of equipment, it costs a lot. Yeah. You know? and, and then the programs that you have to buy on top of that, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. And the hard drives that you have to store everything on. Oh, hard drives are expensive. Yes. But, yeah, that could be another There's a lot involved. <laughs> well, I think what I'm getting at is that when you watch YouTube or when you see fun videos, you just think, oh, that's fun. But there's a lot of work going into what you've done. There's creativity. There's technical aspects of the things that you're learning. There's self teaching yourself how to run a program, how to use a camera, yeah. how to upload stuff, how to compress things. Um, you know, all of, all of that is involved. And so it's not just going around with the camera and having fun with people. No. Mm-hmm. I have a laptop that I got right when I started YouTube. It's like a 2012. I'm still using it. Mm-hmm. And every time I edit a video, it's like, I can trying to breathe. It's like, it sounds like someone who, I don't know, is breathing through a straw. And I'm like, oh gosh, I feel so bad. If this laptop was a person, I would. (laughs) You're using using (laughs) that thing. Yeah. So when you you just made a move to Georgia, what was the motivation of that move? Well, 
I told my parents like several things just to allow them to get me to move. <laughs> <laughs> but it really comes down to like I love the community in Atlanta. I've met a lot of friends over the past like two and a half years that are just doing really big things and I wanted to be a part of it. But also um, my boyfriend and I, Nick, he um, lived in Florida and I lived in Illinois and we had been dating long distance for a while. And so that was just like a good meeting place for us to move um, because we didn't want to date long distance forever. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, those were a couple of reasons why. <laughs> and I never wanted to live in Illinois forever because yeah. honestly, ask anyone who doesn't live in Chicago, like, do they really want to be there? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe. So what was it like um, getting to a new city and starting to like build a new community and find a good church family and get plugged in and um, build new friendships. What was that like? What were some of the struggles and where did you find wins in doing that? Well, I'm still kind of like in the process of it because it was a, it's a fairly fresh move. I moved in December of 2017. So yeah, I'm still kind of getting used to it, but I have a church family now and I I go back and forth between like two churches. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of like Passion Mm -hmm. City Church, but I go there every once in a while and then I landed in a home church in my town of Marietta and I love it because all of the girls from my small group that I joined back in January go there as well. So they're all kind of like connected and they can, you know, show me who to be friends with because... (laughs) They recognize similar qualities, and um, I live in a house with three other girls, so we're all kind of around the same age, and we get along really well, so we're kind of like super good friends already. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was a good move. I was kind of scared, but I, I had a lot of peace about moving, and so did my mom, so that's a good sign when your mom tells you she has peace about you moving, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And now you and Nick get to see each other instead of being so far away what would you say because there's a lot you guys put a lot about your dating life on social media which is Mm -hmm. great I love seeing it and I I love both of you but what would you say the pressures are for you with um, living in a digital world you know with I think you as a person you're being analyzed whether good or bad Um, and now you and Nick are in that world together yeah, which what can are, be extra hard. Right. Sometimes. So what are the what are the pressures? How do you combat the pressures? But what are the joys of it? So maybe talk about those things. So I I'm usually very careful with like showing relationships on film and pictures, all that sort of stuff. But I've realized over the years that the people who follow me, uh, they they've kind of like come along for the journey with me, and they all have friends and relationships too, and they all post about it and. I want to be, like, authentic and real as much as I can, and so uh, I'd say, like, with the pressures, especially if Nick and I are filming a video on, like, a topic that's highly requested but can be kind of controversial in a way because, you know, people who aren't Christians have completely different standards standards yeah yeah. and so um, we've gotten a little bit of heat from like our opinions or you know what we believe based on the bible Mm -hmm. so that can be a little difficult sometimes because reading comments like that is never fun like getting a bunch of negative comments especially you know hitting towards people that you love Mm -hmm. is difficult but um besides all that like the joys of it is just being able to also look back on videos and pictures Mm -hmm. and um just experience it kind of like in a 
new light as you get older and um, see like, oh, that was like the beginning stages of our relationship or this is where my family was at at this point in time and um, just realizing that it's all like a part of a story that Mm -hmm. we're telling and we're trying to put a message across that, you know, maybe people don't necessarily see in black and white, but they know it's there Mm -hmm. in a way. So Yeah. I think I should probably shouldn't have said standards. I don't mean standards. I mean morale. Not morality. Not even morality or standards. I think worldview. Yeah. Yeah. It's worldview. It's that we see through the lens of Jesus. We're trying to see through the lens of Jesus rather than culture or the world or entertainment or whatever. And so trying to do that makes the interest probably of your audience so diverse from you sometimes and then you have to filter through that what am I willing to post about what am I willing to answer Mm -hmm. you know those kinds of things yep so Nick um is called to ministry and Mm -hmm. is taking like a pastoral route in ministry eventually and like he speaks sometimes and so how do you um in your dating relationship like navigate that how do you figure out like um what direction you're going to go into how do you figure out like where you fit in that Mm-hmm. Um, so what have you guys been doing with that? So Nick like wants to eventually travel and speak and he's making steps to do that as well. And I'm really proud of him. It's like cool to watch, but, uh, together we complement each other really well with like what our goals are and, um, just similar interests. And, you know, we believe the same things in a lot of ways. So it's, it's like natural for us to, kind of like do content together or for me to even encourage him because I know where he stands and uh, where he wants to go so just coming alongside him is uh, just something that is really fun and he does the same for me so yeah Yeah, I've seen you guys support each other I think it's it is really cool it's neat it's good you guys I can tell you can really care about each other so in a genuine way Speaking of that, seeing, knowing you in person and just getting to know you guys more, um, I know your heart for social media is for your followers to see the real you and Mm -hmm. for it to not be just like a show or facade. So what would you say um, are some things that you would love for your followers to know about you as a person, Chelsea as a person? Well... I'd say like the goal of my channel and of putting myself out online over the years has definitely changed because I've gotten older and I've realized like what's most important in life and what can kind of not be put online um, because most of my day-to-day is like not super interesting. It's like <laughs> pretty boring and normal. <laughs> um, but I'd say like what I want people to know about me is that like I genuinely care um, about people and I want to see them uh, grow and love other people well. And I know you're really, you know, mm-hmm. you, you love that as mm-hmm. well. Like just being able to n- nurture relationships and love other people well. Um, I good. read your, a part of your book and you were talking about just, you know, loving, loving people. And I just, that's like a part of like what, I love doing um, ever since I was a little girl I just want I've said I just wanted to love people well so that's what I hope people get from yeah yeah so how do you do that through like a post on your Instagram or uh, a video in your feed how do you try to communicate that 
Well, I'm actually in the process of, I guess, weaving my story into like all of my content. So I used to just kind of put out content, like what I love, what's going on in my life and all of that. And while people are interested in that, it's not necessarily moving them to change in a way. Um, not, not that I want to see people change um, from like who they are, but I think we can all be better in Growth. a way and, and grow. Yeah. So I, I, I recently came up with like three points of like growing in relationship with others, uh, loving people well and having fun. Mm -hmm. So I want all of my content to drive towards that, those three points in a way, um, because they all encompass a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm trying to do with my videos and, and, um, even on Instagram posts, like what I'm learning and I think there's a lot of love behind that because if your intentions are to get that across so that people may see something in a different light, then I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, let's check in with Elizabeth Harper, our in-house beauty expert for some top trends in your weekly dose of practical advice. Hey y'all, this is Elizabeth with Tips and Tricks for Season 3. The tips that I'm bringing to y'all this morning are from Shari's book, I Love You More Except When I Don't, Fighting to Keep Jesus First. Um, I'm looking at Chapter 8, I Love You More in My Community. This is a chapter that I am really applying to my life every day right now. Um, we are in a new, newish community now. Um, we've lived in Kentucky now for two years. We've never lived here before. We have no friends here. We have no family. And so we are um, pressing into community right now, trying to get connected with those who the Lord has for us. And so um, I wanted to share with y'all some tips from this chapter that have meant a lot to me. Um, number one, let Jesus fill your love void. Let him fill you up. He is the only one that's going to do that. No friend, no boyfriend, no husband, nothing. Jesus is it, guys, and I think we all know that. Um, number two, look for friends that will help you run your race and finish life well. I absolutely love this. I'm trying to run, y'all. I'm trying real hard. <laughs> I want to be a runner like Shari and I'm trying really hard every day to go out there and run. And so this is such a visual for me, picturing somebody that's going to come alongside me and like encourage me, help me finish the race well. And you know, Elizabeth, I know you can do it. And guys, isn't it true that when somebody comes alongside us and starts to do that, it automatically strikes something inside of us and we begin to encourage them. And it's such an awesome symbiotic relationship. And I feel like that's just a great picture of community and of friendship, that visual of running that race together. So I love that one. Look for a friend that will help you run your race and finish life well. Number three, ask the Lord to help you put yourself on the shelf loving others more than yourself. This hit me hard this morning. I had to wake up and help somebody early, bright and early around 5 a.m. Um, with something and I didn't want to do it. I was exhausted. I had been up a couple of times already with our six-month-old and I said, Jesus, could you please get up and do this for me? He did not. And he asked me to, he said, Elizabeth, come on now. And literally that phrase popped into my head put yourself on the shelf. And y'all, I was really glad that I did it. 
I was exhausted, but I drank two cups of coffee and I made it. Um, believe the best. Number four, believe the best in your friend. I think we have a tendency to second guess people, especially in today's society and question their motives. That is not how to have a healthy relationship. Believe the best in your friend and let them just see what the Lord does with that. Okay. It's so easy to doubt and second guess, but believe the best in your friend. And number five, keep your focus vertical, letting the Lord's love fill you and allowing it to pour out. This is how we have healthy relationships. We focus first on the Lord. It was tip number one, let Jesus fill your love void. And it's how we finish it. Keep your focus vertical, letting the Lord's love fill you and allowing it to pour out on your friends. Guys, I hope you heard these. I hope they will sink deep into your heart and I hope they will help you today. Have an awesome day and be blessed. When I think that you've made a wise decision, because I think when you were younger, probably some of the things that you're posting about now, first of all, you didn't know them yet. You've grown. Mm-hmm. But second of all, I think we have to be careful when we start something to know how vulnerable can I be? How, how much is too much vulnerability on social media? And so it's always testing. I feel like you're probably always having to test that. What does that look like? And how will people respond? And how will I feel when I put myself out there. I know a few years ago, our church asked me if I would share my story, which is not something that I wanted to do because as a minister, I always wanted whatever I did to point specifically to the Lord and not to abuse or not to things that I had gone through necessarily. But I, I felt challenged at that point in my life, and it had been a long time since I'd gone through the experiences that I'd gone through through and I had healed through them. So I felt like I was in a healthy place to be able to share them, whereas I hadn't been before. And so I felt like the Lord challenged me and said, your story does point to me because you've healed. And so there's, there's a part of you that you can share now that you may not have been able to share before in a healthy, yeah, in a healthy way. And so I think that it's neat where you're saying I'm transitioning who I am and what I'm sharing to something a little bit deeper, but that's because you've gone through this process of putting this out there, seeing how that works, seeing how you feel about it, seeing mm-hmm. how people respond to it. And now you're now you're going a little deeper, which is great, but it's also just a new direction that you feel called to do. And I think it's neat to transition and to know where we are in ministry and to figure out where, the, where it needs to head. If we just stay in the same place, then I think it, it can get old and die, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, if I, if I would have made the same videos like and just posted the same content Mm -hmm. uh it wouldn't be a true reflection of me because I'm not into that as much as I was Mm -hmm. um, back then and so just like changing what I do along with the course of like my life and I'm sure you guys do the same thing of like you know like you just said sharing your experiences and I've always done that like Mm -hmm. since the beginning in a way like letting people in to my life Mm -hmm. but like you said like not sharing too much to where like everyone knows everything Mm -hmm. which is it it can be dangerous if you do that well yeah I mean tabloids want to tabloids try to put all that stuff out there and half the time it's fake I don't know why everybody wants to know your deepest darkest secrets and that's so scary Um, but what would you say I want to ask you this question what is the largest need that you've seen your followers have or 
What is the, the one question that they're always asking you? Hey, Chelsea. I'm sure mm. there's more than one, but what would you say yeah. the biggest thing where you're ministering to your audience? What do you think that big, that big need is? I think overall from just getting multiple messages every single day is like people are searching to where like they can find their like true image and they're finding it in things that they see online or um, even just things right in front of them. Um, Seeing things in like all of the world, like from a worldly view of um, like, where do I look to, to find like my self-worth or Mm -hmm. purpose? um, Yeah. So I get a lot of questions about depression and since I have been, been down that road, um, I can relate and so I can help people mm-hmm. in, in that way but going through that like in the midst of it I there's no way I could have helped because mm-hmm. I wasn't on the other side of it mm-hmm. so the need I think is just it's very broad but it all points to one thing mm-hmm. in a way being so. like an emptiness and wanting to be filled in some way yeah by something that makes sense and gives hope mm-hmm. yep yeah I believe it um, how do you balance everything? So you guys are involved in a bunch of stuff. So how do you balance YouTube, social media, ministry, boyfriend, online school? I mean, are you still doing school online? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's a, it's a big world. How, what do you think? I guess what I'm asking is, do you have a secret to balancing your time? Because <laughs> um, I know, <laughs> I know that honestly, I mean, your things can take over your life. So if you don't take over your things, they take over your life. And so for me, when I'm looking at all the things that you do and even social media, having to balance how much time do I spend on social media with all of these people that follow you, asking all these questions, you know, you could be doing some of these things for endless amounts of your life Mm -hmm. and just become consumed. So how do you, how do you take control over the things that want to take control of you? Really, I think is the question I'm asking. Yeah, I get a lot of, um, like, how do you balance your life whenever you're doing this, this, and this. But I always tell people, like, I really don't balance my life. Um, and, and sometimes I, like, spend a little too much time on something that mm-hmm. I could have been spending on other things. But I think the way that I don't let things control me is I value relationships over work I value relationships over um, anything that doesn't necessarily like have a like long-term value in a way so like I prioritize like coming here to talk Mm -hmm. to you because I love and care about you and I also Mm -hmm. love and care about the people you're talking to Mm -hmm. so I see that as like purposeful and so I usually take the opportunities that have the most meaning in a way Mm -hmm. and in my day-to-day life like editing can be a pain in the butt, mm-hmm. like taking so much time to do that. But I realized that if I block out a chunk of time and do that, then I can get it all done in one sitting. Mm-hmm. So I would just say like I focus on the things that matter first and then I work my way down and get all the te- You're prioritizing te- things. Yeah, mm-hmm. tedious things out of the way, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I know you guys have mastered that too. Oh, Or master. not mastered. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say mastered. Yeah. But uh, you've definitely learned a lot about you know, I think for us, it's evaluate, reevaluate when you get into crisis mode and you realize you made a mistake, 
reevaluate mm-hmm. write it down so you don't make the same mistake next time yeah or just I don't I don't even know just try I think for me questioning my motivation for why I want to do something mm-hmm. so I think that's huge yeah because if my motivation um sounds this sounds bad but if it's primarily selfish um I don't even know how to explain what it is that I'm trying to say, but I think that it has to be a greater purpose or a greater good for more people rather than right. just a personal. I'm not downplaying personal success or or doing things that will that mean something for as a person. I don't know how to say this actually. <laughs> this you. is really hard, but I think that if it if it involves more people and it's accomplishing more than just doing something for me, mm-hmm. then the purpose behind it is better than if it's yeah. just for me alone, yeah. if that makes any sense. So I have to look at my motivation and make sure that I'm not pursuing something from just for personal gain because then I think I'll come up empty at the end of it and wish yeah. that I hadn't done it mm-hmm. and feel like it had been a waste of time yeah. and I'm leaving everyone in the dust and I have nothing to show for it, if that makes yeah. any sense. So... You're doing school online. Um, how did you make that decision? How does that like play into your life now? Um, I started school online right after mm-hmm. high school, and that I caught some flack for it because it wasn't like the typical path. And I think even now I'm still reevaluating like, is this even what's best for me? Is it even what I want, or am I doing it because other people think I should? Or so like with your path in life and like what you want to do how do you see school fitting into that like maybe give some wisdom to the like senior in high school that's like I kind of want to do this but I think I should do school but I don't know how to do it all so so the reason I chose online school for for now is so that I can do all the other things that I want to do and going to like a university and taking multiple classes there it's just you know for me I feel like I can get all of that work done like by myself necessarily um not really in a classroom where I have to sit down for three hours for each class because I did that my first semester of college and like I loved it some classes were great but others I was just like I could get the assignment and do this online and get it done uh so I'd say for someone who's like questioning you have to realize like what kind of person you are like what kind of learner you are Mm -hmm. if you're a visual learner you can like read something and know how to do it and get it done then online school will be fine for you but if you're like a audio like have to hear it you have to see it then I would say like going to class and uh, going to a college Um, I went to community college I'm still in a community like online um, in online classes so a lot of people also get flack for going yeah. to community college, which is unfortunate because, I mean, you're saving a bunch of mm-hmm. money. And sometimes the classes are even better because you're getting one on, more one-on-one attention with the mm-hmm. teachers there. So that's why I love it. And so if you're, like, debating yeah. university or community college, like, I'm all for community college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also understand, like, university offers more like outside of class like opportunities mm-hmm. yeah um friendship building and just having a lot of fun with different things like sororities and all that so mm-hmm. you know it just depends on what you want yep and it's like a new option on the market newer option for a lot of people so mm-hmm. it's nice to have people who have been through it 
kind of speak into it. Speaking of options, you uh, joined our coaching network this year, which was so fun. I didn't know. I knew uh, Nick was going to do it. I almost called you Tim. I have no idea why. Uh, I knew Nick was going to do it, but I wasn't really sure if you were going to join. And this is an awkward question maybe coming from me, but what motivated you with everything else in your life to decide that you wanted to be part of the coaching network? Well, I know that you guys like spread the message like, between people like you don't do much promotion for it which I think is really cool because Mm -hmm. it's like people hear one-on-one like with their their experiences and Mm -hmm. um, how great it was and that's kind of how it happened for me like Nick talks about you guys all the time (laughs) and how like encouraging and um, just insightful that you guys are so I wanted to go because I know that you guys have a lot of knowledge to share and a lot Mm -hmm. of things that can help people in their ministry or even just in their personal lives, because that's, I would say, although people might have different, different things that they learned, but for me, it really starts personal, personally before mm-hmm. you can go out and help other people. So you shared a lot of things that I, I needed to hear in terms of like my personal walk with the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, where to take it after that. So that's what I learned and Yay. that's why I would encourage people to go. Mm. So if anyone's debating, then y'all yeah. should go. <laughs> well, I know um, it's so funny because a lot of times I'll have someone come in and say, we want you to speak on this certain subject. And I come in and I'll speak on a subject, even if it's a lot of times it's been sexual purity or whatever it is. But I feel like for me, I've never been the, let me give you the list of regulations and the things you need to do and don't do, oh, yeah. which is funny because I'm not, I'm a black and white person, right? But what I've learned is if you, if you aren't teaching people from, to their hearts, like if you're not reaching their heart, you're not really going to reach them. And so if I'm going to be, if I'm going to stand in front of people and say, you should do this, you shouldn't do this. This is the line. How far is too far? You know, like ridiculous things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I could say all that and it might apply for about three weeks until they decide that they don't think that's true anymore. But if I'm teaching them the why, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think for the coaching network, especially for the first session that we did, it was all the why it's the, who are you? Why are we doing this? How can we protect ourselves and how can we be healthy in the middle of it? And so, um, that's the heart of overcoming Monday is, yeah. There may be some practical things that I give you, but really pretty much I'm trying to get to the heart of what you're doing, Chelsea. You're online trying to encourage people. This is your heart. You want to love people um, through your videos, through your social network, through the things that you're when you're speaking, things like that. Your heart is that. Um, and all of your beauty secrets are fun. That's <laughs> the fun on it. That's the icing yeah. on top. You know what I'm saying? But the mm-hmm. there's no meat in a sundae. But like if there was meat <laughs> in a sundae, like you're into the meat of it. But then you put some whipped cream and a cherry on top and it looks, yeah. it, it makes awesome. it fun. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't eat ice cream. I'm gluten free. Oh. I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> Nick said it's the ice cream. The ice cream's the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes evil glutens are in ice cream i'm just kidding if y'all have ice cream eat it all you want i just can't um so yes eat more for me i actually went to a yogurt place the other night because i was a sad story and because there's gluten-free yogurt there's gluten-free ice cream too but not at ice cream places you have to go to a grocery store Um, but i went to i went to a yogurt place 
put the toppings on everything. We were hanging out with friends, ate the yogurt, and within, I'm not kidding, 30 minutes, I looked at Clayton and I said, I need to go home now. I feel really sick. And for the next day, I had food poisoning. And I don't know if it was that it wasn't really gluten-free when they put it in there and it made me sick or if it was food poisoning because the yogurt was bad. I have no clue what it was, but I was uh. sick for the next day and a half. So you better believe I'm not going to that yogurt place ever again in my whole entire life. You're probably <laughs> scared out of gluten-free ice cream. I know, I know right? Yogurt. Take a break. Um, I know. So, Chelsea, I want to ask you this last question um, because I think that I asked most of my listeners or most of my guests this because I think that everyone has a different answer and everybody, every person is different. So I want to ask you, what do you do to stay spiritually healthy? How do you keep yourself in a place where you're focused on God? Or if you get off focus, what brings you back, if that makes any sense? So for me, sometimes that's getting outside, going on a hike, releasing myself, honestly, from um, being in an office and... Mm-hmm. always creating content or whatever people so, you know yes. sometimes you have to get away from people yeah in a way even mm-hmm. though you love them yeah <laughs> nature is nice I love doing that as that's well. what you do no it's not it's not what I do all the time um sometimes I will but for me I need to have like a lot of variety mm-hmm. um you know there's various different ways where you can intake the word but also like in study times and everything I always like am curious as to like years and years ago maybe a hundred a couple hundred years ago like how did people like study the word like it's probably mm-hmm. so much different than now because like I can doodle on the side of my bible I oh, can yeah. <laughs> I can like listen to these like super cool worship bands mm-hmm. but back then it's just like hymns and mm-hmm. and like, you have the word yeah and, like, that's it. which that's they it. thought were cool because hymns were like renditions of bar songs by the way oh yeah interesting a lot Fun of facts hymns, from shari king yeah <laughs> so hymns were sketchy in the time because they would take bar tunes a lot of times and put biblical ideas to it and bring them to the church and, and sing them. Wow. So we think of hymns as like, rant, rant, uh, grandma, boring. you know? Yeah. But it wasn't like that when they were first um, developed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fun facts from Shari King. Hello. <laughs> but um, with variety in my relationship, like that's how I feel and how I continuously like always, if I like stray or they come off or like you know I'm not in line I guess <laughs> I don't know why I'm using mm-hmm. this reference but uh I just I just always go back to the word primarily and then like I'll read a book on alongside of it or I'll listen to like different worship music and it just always like brings me back and sometimes you know I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like do everything like really well and Mm -hmm. if you don't then you feel bad about it and um and sometimes like you know we all screw up up with sin and some people you know Mm -hmm. sin in different ways than others and so if I feel convicted of sin and like I'm starting to feel really bad about it I really try hard not to get to a place of like feeling condemned Mm -hmm. so I I also think you like to like yeah, so one thing I think that... <laughs> this is Nick. Yeah, hello everyone. Get I closer. Yeah, I haven't uh, made my introduction here on the podcast. <laughs> but one thing I think Chelsea likes to do 
just based on experience, you know, with being with her uh, and the time that we've been dating, hopefully not for much longer. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that an announcement? <laughs> maybe. Um, is that Chelsea loves to talk things out too. Mm-hmm. So like having discussions with people, just being really open mm-hmm. and vulnerable uh, and just, yeah, having those things out, talking with people that she trusts uh, and puts a lot of confidence in to, you know, not put her life on blast, uh, but just really talk things through is a big deal for you Processing. as well as something I'm I would a- say external processor Mm -hmm. like I have to talk things out with people and realize that my thoughts are like coming together as I speak Mm -hmm. in a way which is I never thought I was that type of person until Mm -hmm. I recently observed that about myself that's a good thing to know about yourself yeah Mm -hmm. if I don't get it out I feel like like things are just running through my head and I you know so that helps you put it in order to say it out loud yeah right that's good Rach I know um Clayton's always been very confused about this for me. So sometimes when I've tried to verbally process things out loud, he's trying to solve all my problems. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, I'm going to be fine at the end. Just let me continue. <laughs> I just need to keep talking. I I'll need figure to it get out for to myself. the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really good. It's good. I'm like that too. Yeah. It's, it's interesting um, to learn that about yourself. But also I would encourage everyone here. Um, on the podcast to do that for yourself like find examine, a friend mm-hmm. yeah what what type of processor you are mm-hmm. um yeah. and I feel like everyone can externally process things um in a way like especially the things that should be like confided in others mm-hmm. uh, to help you like move past sin or like you know walk through things with other people because we were never yeah. meant to walk alone so That's good that's what I would advise. That's really good. <laughs> Even in, I've recognized, like, whenever I'm learning something about the Lord or he's showing me something about who he is or reading something in scripture, if I can find that friend and say, like, okay, this is what's bouncing around in my head. This is what I think that the Lord is teaching me. And then they're like, okay, but what about this? Or what about mm-hmm. this scripture? And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, helps me keep this, like, rounded perspective. And it's like you said, like, we were never meant to do this alone. The Lord created all of us and to be in community, and we're all learning different things. And so whenever we come together and we realize, like, the Lord's teaching us all so many things and we get to talk about it and process it, um, it even helps us form our thoughts more and more and learn even more like who the lord is and who he's called us to be um so i agree with you 110 percent. everyone can externally process at some point and it's mm-hmm. really healthy yeah for sure well um at chelsea and nick <laughs> i'm so thankful for you guys being here today with um rachel and i and i wanted to just end this by saying nick do you feel comfortable uh just kind of closing us out and um saying how people can get in touch with chelsea oh my gosh Um, how they can also talk about yourself a little bit and how they can nick is starting to speak at different events and hopes to be do you hope to be a pastor or evangelist Uh, evangelist. okay evangelist that's your path yeah normally uh especially in like day-to-day life when i'm talking with people you know, uh, sometimes I'll get to tell some people like, yeah, you know, I want to do ministry full time. They're like, oh, you want to be a pastor, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, not necessarily, uh, you know, with full, complete uh, respect and my utmost respect to all pastors. You know, I think uh, your job, if you're listening and you're a pastor, is something It's the glue that holds the church together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just definitely want to clarify that. But, uh, you know, along with Clayton and some people that we know here locally in Mm -hmm. the Anderson area, I feel like evangelism is definitely 
um, where the Lord is leading me. But uh, so ways to get in touch with Chelsea for sure would be uh, <laughs> social media, but YouTube is definitely the biggest one. So if you just go in the YouTube search bar and just type in Chelsea Crockett, Chelsea, just like it sounds, C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T, which should be on this podcast link as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll definitely find our stuff there as well as our vlog channel. But Chelsea's uh, social media is Chelsea K. Crockett, I believe. Is that for all of them? I should know this. Facebook uh, and Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And But if you really just search my name, yeah. it'll come up. Yes. Yeah. I think I have check marks. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Out here on the podcast and, one. And Chelsea. Now, so will you tell people how... I know Nick wasn't really a guest on this show, yeah. but Nick, you're... You're a gifted speaker and just really wanting to serve the Lord with what he's given you as far as that's concerned. How would they get in touch with Nick, Chelsea? Well, you can find him on his social media. I even know his emails, which is kind of (laughs) sad. (laughs) Um, But it's just N-I-C-K space H-U-R-S-T. That's his name. So you can search that. Uh, Uh, What are my at names? We're going (laughs) to test you here on the podcast. It's official Nick H on Instagram, and I believe that's all of them, yeah. all across all yeah. platforms, across, across the board. And you guys are speaky, speakers now for a what organization? Did you tell me? Uh, yeah, so we actually um, are with a booking agency now. Mm-hmm. Uh, some friends out in Texas that we work with, but it's called the MI Agency, mm-hmm. and so we're working with some really awesome people out there. We have a lot of really good speakers on board, so. Maybe we can't fill the need for your event or conference or camp or uh, whatever it is that you guys may be doing, but there is definitely someone who can. Yeah, some very gifted and talented people uh, who we work with as well. But of course, we would love to be uh, your choice. (laughs) But um, if not, you know, then there are some some people that are really, really great that we work with as well. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And listeners, I hope that you found a little secret for your big breakthrough. Um, And we hope that we've given you something to overcome this Monday. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode of Overcoming Monday. Please be sure to subscribe and share us with your friends. You can also connect with Shari on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Her handle is shariking99. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, subscribe to her blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening today, and hopefully we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.